It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Hurdleston counts. It's a two-on-one break. Hurdle down the right wing side, moving to his left. Meyer driving the goal. Hurdle shoots. He scores. Hurdle scores the hat trick. The Sharks have come from behind to beat the Philadelphia Flyers in overtime. No, it's huge. It's, I'm very proud of those guys. I went in and told them that, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons and excuses. I guess you can, you know, every team's got them. But, uh, um, you know, the way the road trip started and, you know, um, the humiliating loss in Pittsburgh and our injuries and COVID and everything else. And, uh, um, you know, I, it's just it's a great story because we finished on a positive note. We came home and, uh, you know, again, every point's huge right now. We're in it still. And, um, you know, Hiller's found his game again. And, you know, we have a bunch of young guys that got some great opportunities and, and really, uh, you know, I, I thought that, uh, um, you know, a lot of guys uh, played well. We needed 20 guys tonight and it was, uh, um, you know, the best third period of our year. All right. Good morning, everyone. Just like the Sharks drew it up last night, right? Fall down to nothing and get a, a just an incredible performance from Tomas Hurdle. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. I will I will admit I was. A little bit down when it was 2-0. I was like, oh, come on. Because it really felt like that was a winnable game. Turned out I was right. Just nowhere near the capacity that I figured I would be right. And that was that was one for the ages, especially with all the absences. We'll get to that in a second. Let's look at the standings. First thing we do, standings every morning. Sharks, fifth in the Pacific. They're ahead of Edmonton now. That's right. 36 games played, 19 wins, 16 losses, one overtime loss, 39 points on the year. They are tied in points with fourth place Los Angeles. They are only one point back of Calgary in third, four points back of Anaheim in second, and they are now eight points back of first place Las Vegas. So really, there is seventh place through second place in this specific division, separated by eight points. And the Sharks there are right there in the middle. And then there's Seattle in the bottom with 24 points and Vegas up top with a little bit of space on uh, second place Anaheim, four points up on them. But this is clearly a crowded division in which Vegas is only the only team that has slightly separated themselves. And like I keep on saying, when they get Eichel is into their lineup, it's going to be a little bit more separation. I, I, I would assume I could be wrong. Let's look at that wild card race. Right now, the Sharks are in third in the Western Conference. They are uh, tied in points with Los Angeles. Los Angeles has a slightly better winning record, and they are now just five points back of first place Minnesota. But, I mean, you look at the way this year is going. You're you're watching Edmonton. They've had their troubles as of late, and, of course, they're dealing with, um, you know, postponements and other things that every other team is dealing with. But it is worth noting that the Sharks have been able to, to put themselves in a position to keep on hanging around even in light of all the issues they've been dealing with. And yes, every team is dealing with issues, 
but I feel like the Sharks have done a pretty remarkable job dealing with theirs. And, you know, I don't have the win, loss, or points uh, accrued by every team in light of their absences, but you go into last night and you're going to be without Logan Couture and you're going to be without Eric Carlson and you're going to be without, um, you know, Jake Middleton. And then you find out that Benino's not going to be out there because he's got COVID. And then you lose Gadjevich early in the game to an upper body injury and you're already without Balsers and you're already without LeBanc. And you've got Reimer currently injured and you've got Hill, you know, only making his second start since coming back. And, you know, it's. There's a lot of ways that that game can get away from you early and often, and it didn't for the Sharks. And I think that, to me, is the most impressive thing. And it's what I talked about yesterday on the buildup. If you're not listening to that, that comes out every day back-to-back on the Sharks Audio Network with Dan's Teal Report, talking about everything that's going on with the Sharks out of morning skate, everything that's going on around the league. We get featured interviews, stuff like that. But, you know, yesterday... I'm looking at that game and you know you're going to be down guys on the D with already no um, Carlson and Middleton. Then you find out Shimek is a scratch and you're also dealing with everything else with Benino going down and, and you're just think, man, this is not a good place to be. You, you need Logan Couture out there. You need Eric Carlson out there. You don't need more absences to be piling up while you're adding to those absences with Benino being added to the list. And, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm breaking any news to you, but you know, when they the Sharks play again on Tuesday, I'm kind of expecting there to be more COVID absences because there's still an active outbreak on the team. I don't think anyone is going to argue with me. I don't think it's, it, I mean, it is problematic. I just, you know, I'm not expecting this to end. You know, I, at this point, I'm trying to figure out who hasn't been on the list. And I, I can't think of a specific name off the top of my head, but... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe Reimer, you know, he, he would be the one. I don't think he's been on the COVID list as of yet. But, you know, this is just, it's what the Sharks have to deal with right now. And it makes it that much more impressive because all throughout the game, first period, second period, and even in the third period, uh, Aiden Hill was making huge stops. He was making huge stop after huge stop after huge stop. And that, to me, was the most important factor in keeping the Sharks in the game because the Sharks didn't look like they were bad by any means in the game. They didn't look like they were great. They looked like a team that was playing with a lot of shorthanded, uh, or they were playing with a lot of fill-in guys. They were playing, you know, after two rough games to start their road trip and then a win in Buffalo and just trying to hold on. And they were not letting the game get away from them in the first two periods. And I thought that was huge. They stuck to their system throughout those first two periods. They didn't open up. They didn't make critical mistakes. They didn't put themselves in a horrible position or commit the glaring error that would otherwise put them in a bad way. You know, that's exactly what you needed. And I think that you look up and down that lineup and you look at the leadership of guys like Tomas Hurdle. And that's something that, you know, we'll talk about in a second, but Hurdle emerging as more and more of a leader. And then Brent Burns just being the you know the the all out guy he's been over the course of his career and continuing to play that way last night. And then you know Hill wants to back up his guys and his guys want to back up him. And I could feel like the Sharks were feeding off each other. And I thought it was setting up for a really big third period. I just didn't know it was going to go like that because you fall behind one nothing and you think to yourself, okay, you can get back into this game. And then you fall behind two nothing and it's just like, ugh, this is going to be a lot for the Sharks to try and overcome at this point. And I, you know, I love how wrong I can be on any given episode of Sharks Audio Network, you know, programming because I'm sitting there yesterday going, they can't fall behind. This is a front-running team. They're not good when they fall behind. <laughs> and apparently, falling behind in that game 
was exactly what Tomas Hurdle needed to make himself go Super Saiyan, and not single-handedly by any means, but came up with one of the biggest individual performances of the year to help the Sharks beat Philadelphia for the second time this year, beat their old goalie in Martin Jones, who was having a really good game, and then, you know, come from behind late in the game on the road to get two goals, send it to overtime, and then win it in overtime with, again, a natural hat trick from Tommy Hurdle, who is having an incredible year. He's got 20 goals now. He had three last night. I mean, I just, that type of setting, that type of game, you never know when it's going to occur. And when they were down 2 nothing, I wasn't thinking to myself, oh, here comes Tomas Hurdle. The most aggressive thought I had during the entire night was when Hurdle gets the, the puck on the breakaway in overtime. And I thought to myself, he's going to bury this. And lo and behold, he buried it. Sharks win 3-2. Tomas Hurdle with his second hat trick of the year. I, it was it was great. I, you know, that was one of those moments where as much as I loved the October 30th win against Winnipeg when the Sharks had the first COVID outbreak and they're down all those guys. I mean, that last night was maybe even bigger because it's on the road and you are without so many of your, your tip-top players and you got injuries piling up. And it's just, it, there's... Here's the deal, guys. You're not looking at a Sharks team like I keep on saying. I don't. I don't think they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I, you know, I, I'm clearly good at being wrong about things. I just, you know, I'm not looking at it that way. And this is a team that's fighting like they are playing for a Stanley Cup. And that that's the difference in mindset between professional athletes and me. But to watch that performance last night and to watch them stick to their game plan, especially after going down two nothing, they didn't try and open up. They didn't try and make the home run pass. They didn't try and do too much. It was like, they just said to ourselves, Hey, we know what we're capable of in this game. If we keep on playing, it's going to come to us. And lo and behold, it did. And I think there's probably a lesson to be learned in that. And I hope there is a takeaway for the team from this game to the next. But it's also something where they're not out of any game. You know, you don't know when a comeback is going to happen. You don't know how it's going to happen. But last night was one of those rare performances where you just had guys stepping up to the moment. You need your best players to play like your best players. And, you know, Timo Myers setting up hurdle on that first one. I mean, just it was awesome. You you watched your, your guys make big performances. Naden Hill coming up with big performances and big stops. I, I mean, one that was early in the game just came right back on his stick side and he just was able to shut the door really, really quickly, but he wasn't in a good position to make that save. I mean, little things like that add up later in a game. You make the big stops to keep your team alive and you don't expect a guy to go off for three goals, you know, to win the game, but you gave someone a chance to do that. And the thing that was most amazing to me is it was the team-wide hockey that led to these opportunities. It was the defense first mentality. It was getting a puck back. It was fighting for it. It was just it was great. It was one of the great wins of the year, and it's something that I think we're all going to be talking about. And, you know, I'll, I'll text Dan this morning. I'll say, hey, you know, we've had two games this year that I would quote-unquote classify as classic Sharks. That would be the October 30th win against Winnipeg. And then last night, the natural hat trick from Tomas Hurdle to take the Sharks from a 2-0 deficit to win it 3-2. And when we look at the season, you have that road trip, an important four-game road trip that we're talking about, and I was talking about winning three out of four because I felt they could have, you know, if they don't have that awful start against Pittsburgh or if they don't collapse on a five-minute power play, you know, if they could have had three wins easily. Maybe not easily, but it was not out of the realm of possibility. But they have two demoralizing victories 
and they come back to finish the road trip strong with two wins. It's actually the opposite of what we've seen of some other road trips this year where they started off 3-0 and and then lost the last two. This was a road trip in which they started off 0-2 and and the momentum had been sucked out and the wind was gone in their sails. They were just, they were nothing. They were dead at sea. And this was a two-game performance as as impressive as anything we've seen this year in light of the absences, in light of the COVID situation, in light of the injuries. I mean, just everything piling onto the Sharks at once and they were able to step up and make the big plays when the moment allowed for it. And that's why in the overall view of the season, it's a huge win. And now they hopefully can take a little bit of that home on Tuesday night when they're back at it and see what this team can get you. And also, you know, Monday at practice, I think they're going to be looking at each other and feeling like, okay, we've been able to weather the storm. And that's something the Sharks have been doing so, so well, weathering the storm time and time again to get themselves that best performance, to get themselves that opportunity. Whether, you know, you don't know if if Aiden Hill is going to make the stops. You don't know if Tomas Hurdle is going to play the role of hero. You don't know if Timo Meyer is going to get the assist, but you gave yourself a chance for all of that. And then now you find yourself right on the cusp of a playoff spot. And also, you know, it's the thing that is to me more important than the quote unquote playoff picture, because that's, it's not that it's superfluous. It's just, you can't do one without the other. You don't want to get your steps out of order for the sharks to be in that playoff conversation. When we are not talking about game 36, but game 66 and 76, you have to be the team that you need to be over the course of the duration. And I think last night, the lesson is the sharks stuck to their game plan and were able to come up with that win. They didn't get away from their system. They stuck to the plan and it paid off in the end. And it's, it's an impressive win. It's a huge win. It is a season defining win in many ways because the Sharks, again, when they have had their backs against a wall, when they've been put in very, very negative situations, they have responded. They had two brutal losses against Pittsburgh and Detroit, and they responded with two wins. They're losing players left and right to injury and COVID. They responded. Tomas Hurdle had one of the best games of his career at a moment where I'm sure he knows that his name is a part of trade rumors all over the NHL. I have no idea on the veracity of any of those rumors. It's just something that people talk about around the NHL. And Tomas Hurdle in a big contract year is coming up with big contract numbers. And that's why I'm just so excited to see what he can do. Because listen, I want Tomas Hurdle to earn himself all the money he can with the San Jose Sharks. Right. I want him to show that he is worth every single penny. And the other thing about this is that after the Buffalo win, uh, Bob Bugner was talking about Tomas Hurdle, you know, being a leader on the bench, talking guys up, being loud, really stepping into that role of where Logan Couture might be where Logan Couture not on the bench right now in COVID protocol. I mean, on the bench you know, figuratively. Um, but, you know, that's Tommy Hurdle. He's stepping up and he's filling that role. He's being loud. He's trying to pump guys up. He's playing for everything. He's playing for the San Jose Sharks. You know how much it means to him to be a San Jose Shark. And I go back to the game after Detroit or the the post-game interview after Detroit. He looked demoralized. And, you know, he sat there. He walked down to the the computer to sit down for the post-game Zoom session. Puts his face in his hand and rubs it around. And you could tell he was wearing it. And they asked him about giving up the two goals on the five-minute major, and he said it was embarrassing. He owned it, he was feeling it, 
And I think at that moment, he decided that he wasn't going to take it because he's come up huge in the last two games. And that's not to say that he hasn't, you know, had it up to here previously, but I, I think that those two losses, you know, kind of did something to him. And I think that that's why he realized that he had to do more and he had to step up and be more of an active vocal leader. And not that he wasn't before, but I think he probably doubled down on it and wanted to do even more. And that's what leaders do. You know, Bob Bugner had told him earlier in the year when he was having, you know, a bit of a dry spell, don't show so much frustration. Don't slam the gate when you're getting back. Don't, you know, just just let it happen. Just let the game come to you. Don't show it, especially for the younger guys. And in response, we're now seeing Tomas Hurdle play some of the best hockey that he's ever played in his career while simultaneously being a leader on the bench. That doesn't happen by accident. That doesn't happen by any sort of, it's not a coincidence, right? That's Tomas Hurdle taking the lesson to heart, being the leader that the team needs him to be in terms of a vocal guy, in terms of stepping up for the captain who can't be out there right now, and also leading by example on the ice, working hard on defense, coming up with big plays. It's like Bob Bugner always says, your best players have to be your best players players and that's exactly what hurdle did last night and it was just one of those games that i think we're going to point to later in the year when the sharks are still in the fight for the playoffs and i don't think again i'm not i'm not going to get ahead of myself i'm looking for improvement from one game to the next and we've seen a lot of one step forward one step back from the san jose sharks and that's how you end up as a 500 team what did the sharks do on this road trip 500 You know, what have they done on other moments of the year? Two wins, two losses. Four wins, three losses. Win, loss. Win, win, loss, loss. But the overall direction of the team is more wins than losses, which is certainly better than they could say last year. Last year, you know, that was at best a 500 team and only fleetingly. Right now, this is a Sharks team that is above 500 and looking to get better. And that, again is something that is so huge to me for this San Jose Sharks team. It's, are they showing the ability to get better? Are they showing the ability to improve? And are they learning the lessons they need to? And the answer emphatically, at least as I am seeing it, is yes. And now they're home for four. Winnable game against Detroit. Revenge game against the Rangers. That's going to be tough. Revenge game against Pittsburgh, who is getting better and better. That's going to be tough. And then you have a huge game on Monday the 17th against L.A., that's a winnable game, in my opinion. You know, the Sharks are going to be home against L.A. It's that, I mean, that's who they're directly behind in the standings right now. Four huge games coming up, none of them easy. Detroit is good. Rangers are very good. Pittsburgh is on the rise and getting better. And L.A., maybe they're not as hot as they were earlier this year, but that's still going to be a challenging game. Also, it's a 1 o'clock start that day, so it's going to be a little bit odd as well. Then you go out onto the road for Seattle for the first time ever. You want to get a little revenge and return the favor against them. And it's back home against Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay, Washington, Florida, Carolina to end the month. So this schedule is not getting any easier. And the Sharks, time and time again, when their backs have been against the wall, they've come up with their biggest performances. And that's what you hope is going to happen again right now. Because they're about to enter the gauntlet. This stretch between now and the end of the month. Detroit, New York, Pittsburgh, L.A., Seattle, Tampa, Washington, Florida, Carolina. The only one game that you immediately look at and say that's a win is Seattle. And even that is not a guarantee because the Sharks lost to them earlier this year. This 
is as tough as any bit of scheduling the Sharks have faced this year. Oh, and by the way, folks, they finish up the schedule at the start of February. One last game on that road trip at Tampa before they go into the Olympic break, of which there are going to be games, three at least for the Sharks, that need to be made up. Buckle up, folks. It's going to be fun. All right, we're going to get into some post-game reaction on the other side. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light that they are always ready, but here could be a short-handed scoring chance moving in and a great save by wow. Aiden Hill on a breakaway short-handed for Philadelphia. Yeah, like I said, best third period we had. And, and, you know, again, we talk about those one or two crucial saves of the game, the short-handed save on uh, breakaway. Um, you know, again, we couldn't get any control on our power play. Uh, and, uh, you know, Hiller had to make an amazing save. There's 3 nothing. That game is probably over. And that's the turning point of the game for me. Yes, we scored two at the end to get it to overtime, but... Um, that saves as big as any goal. Yeah, that is Aiden Hill and Bob Bugner bringing us back in and talking about big performances from this team. Of course, they got it across the board. Guys stepping up and just as a, uh, a remarkable performance from everybody. And that was one of the things that Bugner talked about specifically with Tomas Hurdle was just the fact that it was one of the more impressive performances he has seen this year. Yeah, I thought that uh, you know we had we had to have our best players be our best players, and he was a horse tonight. He was uh, what I loved about it. Even when we got down two nothing, um, you could you know even the last couple of games he's taken on a huge you know void leadership role, um, and he's he's saying, "Hey, that's all right. We're still in this. We got this. Let's keep going. Let's keep working. We're playing well." Like so, he was he's you know Tommy was just more than being the player of the game. Um, you know he was uh, pretty inspirational uh, in the locker room and on the bench tonight, as loud and as engaged as I've seen him. And remember. Like- like I mentioned earlier, that was on the heels of Bob Bugner praising his performance as a leader in the game on Thursday night against uh, Buffalo. So this is two straight games where Tomas Hurdle has done it as a, a player on the ice. And not that he doesn't do it all, all the time on the ice, but I think his leadership is really shining through and it's having an impact on the team. And that's exactly what you need right now because there are so many young players. You are dealing with so much. You need vocal guys. I know that not every leader is a quote-unquote vocal leader, but that doesn't mean that someone doesn't have to be. And Tomas Hurdle is stepping into that role, which the Sharks are you know using to their advantage. And you know the thing that really... You know, I I thought was interesting that Andrew Cogliano talked about this was the fact that, you know, there was something said after the team goes down to nothing on the bench, but it's not in a negative direction. Yeah, it was tough. You know, at the end of the day, penalty kill, I think we've we've, we've done well in the penalty kill all year and had us out there for a while and just threw a sifter in there and and hit him and went in and it was a unlucky bounce. But um, like I said, I thought we played well all all, all game. I thought we managed the, the game. I thought we were on their D, we were getting shots, we were getting opportunities. Um, you know, so, you know, obviously the, the huge effort from Tommy was, was the difference and it's just a huge win for us. You know, we've, 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 we've battled. I think we've, with a lot of character in our room, we have guys that are out, we have good players that are out. We have guys coming up for the minors that, you know, jump right into the power play in, in, in big situations. And, you know, the staff, you gotta give them a lot of credit at the end of the day. Um, you know, the coaching staff's done a great job with, 
with the guys we have in and out. And another big factor with this game was the fact that they stuck to the plan. They didn't get away from their game, even after falling behind to nothing. And it would have been easy to see how that could have happened. But instead, they stuck to the plan. They played clean. They played like they were expecting that the goals would come. Bob Bugner. Yeah, like I said, best third period we had. And, and, you know, again, we talk about those one or two crucial saves of the game, the shorthanded save on uh, breakaway. Um, you know, again, we couldn't get any control on our power play. Uh, and, uh, you know, Hiller had to make an amazing save. There's 3 nothing. That game is probably over. And that's the turning point of the game for me. Yes, we scored two at the end to get it to overtime. But um, that saves as big as any goal. And Cogliano on the same topic. If we want to be a playoff team, if we're serious about that and serious about uh, being a team that's going to be there um, and find a way in the playoffs, you know, you have to – you have to win games. Um, you have to win games like that. You have to be level-headed. You have to be mentally strong. And, you know, I think we've been that level all year. You know, we've had – it's been up and down, and we've had a lot of things happen to this team, and it seems like we just keep keep pushing along. So, it's a big win going home. It is a very big win going home for the San Jose Sharks. I don't think we can overstress that in the slightest. And, you know, especially with everything you're going through right now, the fact that you've got all these absences, the injuries, the COVID list, the guys stepping up – Here's Tomas Hurdle on all that. It's huge, you know. It's it's, it's not can lie. It's not easy, you know. It's huge bones, you know. And and you know we lost like two centermen, and you like looking at like whether it's center because other guys they play wing center, so they they not really actually centers, but they did a really good job. And and you know it's we go back to the, I don't know what it was like in October or when we get you know six guys on or seven guys on COVID and we some big win some big games and we just show it again every time we play our game and we stay with it all game we, we have so many chances chances and we can score a lot of goals but every time you know we try to do something else it's not working for us so so we just show it even with you know this lineup we can beat anybody. And they can beat anybody. That's the thing about the Sharks. They can also lose to anyone. That's the thing about this team right now. But a big step forward on this road trip to finish up 2-2. Two and two. This is how Hurdle is looking at the entirety of the road trip. Yeah, it was for sure a tough start, you know, as the first two of our games was ugly. But at the same time, you know, we, we show really good last two games. And it's not easy after, you know, especially when you're on the row and you play, you know, kind of two bad games. And, you know, and you knew we need, you know, the next four points. And... And, you know, it doesn't matter what the standings, every game is tough. It's not any more easy games in NHL. And and we just show and, and you know, win two big games before we get home, you know, before, before a little against stretch. Because we, when we look to the schedule, there is some t- tough team coming up. But if we play the same way, we, we know we can beat anybody. But we, sh- we just show how strong the team, even when we've been down two goals tonight, and I'm really proud of it. But as much as we talk about the team after this one, everybody's going to be talking about Tomas Hurdle because he had an amazing night. I mean, he scored a natural hat trick to take his team from down 2 nothing in the third to win it in overtime. That's something we're going to be talking about for some time. Here's Cox. Yeah, it was just a huge, uh, you know, huge effort from him in the third. Uh, that's what good players do, and that's what your best players have to do once in a while. And um you know, at the end of the day, it's just a huge win for us. I thought we, I thought we played a well all game. You know, really, I thought we, we really played a good game. And um, when it was two nothing, it, it seemed like it was a little bit criminal that um, we're going a path like that. But you know, Tommy, um, Tommy made three big plays. And you know, sometimes when you're you're meant to win, I think uh, you come out on top like that. 
And I think the best part about this is that in terms of the Sharks coming out on the right side of this performance, it wasn't because it was just hero hockey from Tomas Hurdle, like we keep on talking about. It was the fact that they stuck to their game plan and they played the defense first mentality. They were making the simple plays. They were just making it easy on themselves. And I hope that there is that takeaway from the Sharks, that they are just making life easy on themselves because that's ultimately what you need to do to have success as a team. They can't make life difficult for themselves any more than the current timeline of 2021-2022 has made it. COVID, injuries, just whatever it's going to be next. I mean, right now it just seems like this team, the thing that they're best at is dealing with the most difficult situations. And you would hope that would be something that they can continue to thrive upon and continue to flourish. But that goes back to the idea of them making life easy on themselves. And of course, when Tomas Hurdle does stuff like that, it's amazing. And this is what he had to say about why he's been having so much success as of late. Uh, yeah, I think I actually shooting more than than used to. You know, I don't think, you know, I... We got a lot of games over three shots and more, you know, before it was one because, you know, always try to make a place. And this year, you know, I uh, I knew we need, you know, I score some goals. So I try to keep shooting, take it to the puck. And I, I just try to be strong around the net because I know there is the pucks. And, you know, I score a couple of pucks, you know, all the pucks around the net. And, and uh, uh, you know, it's a nice, t- nice, nice to see I can help team to win, you know, some games with some of my goals. Yeah, it's nice to see that, Mr. Hurdle. You can you can definitely help this team win games with some of your goals. But yeah, he's he's on fire now. I would hope that he is going to be getting all of the consideration that he is due. And, you know, we knew this was a contract year for Tomas Hurdle. And like I said earlier, earn as much money as you can, buddy. It's helping the San Jose Sharks right now at a time when the Sharks do not have nearly the help that they would need. And the takeaway here is that when they do get players back, you would hope that they could play at an even better level and track more consistent wins. Of course, now, the the story of the year for the Sharks has been absences because, well, that's what it's been for the entire league. But, you know, if this virus runs its course through everybody, you would think maybe, okay, the outbreak's going to stop. And if the injury bug can be dealt with, because that's something they're definitely dealing with right now, if they can get healthy and stay off the COVID list, this team has the ability to make strides. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves but we do like the direction that things are trending. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I will be back with you on Wednesday morning after Tuesday night's game, but be sure to tune in for the buildup on Tuesday as we get you ready for Tuesday night's game. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.